1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we complete the Scottish Cup quarter-final stage. Celtic are through after an incident-packed 3-0 win at Dundee United. They'll now meet Rangers in the semis with both Edinburgh sides drawn against each other. And Stevie Clark names his latest Scotland squad including Aaron Hickey for the first time. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Gordon DL and Roger Hanna. You've seen it yourself, Gordon. We're in a run in at the end of the season. So we've got the countdown to Scotland's two friendlies, the countdown to two blockbusting Scottish Cup semi finals, the countdown to Rangers in the Europa League in Belgrade on Thursday night. And we've got the last six hour countdown till Gordon DL turns 60. Six hours to go. How are you feeling? <laughs> I'm feeling a bit nervous. I want to go with a bang. Uh, so let's get a good show going wow. tonight. Um, looking, it's exciting times when you hit 60 Especially in the football scene You know, you look at the cup games at the weekend Gone, some terrific goals You've got to say some terrific goals Celtic to me last night cruised into the semi-final Where they will meet Rangers Another exciting game Edinburgh Derby, an exciting game Rangers fans looking forward to Thursday And then we're back to domestic football It's all happening It is indeed 01419511025 on the phones Or at Clyde SSB on Twitter Let's hear from you You are the star of the show Despite what the birthday boy might think So pick up that phone And let us know what is on your mind Celtic fans Dundee United fans What about the game last night? What did you make of it? There were quite a few talking points There was a disallowed goal for Celtic There was a Hatati tackle uh, Various other instances as well So pick up the phone Let us know what you made of them And then after the game The small matter of the draw Celtic will play Rangers Both sets of fans What do you, you make of that? Are you happy with that draw? Would you have rather tried to wait until the final? Are you happier to get it over at the semis? I don't know how it works. Let us give me an insight into the rivalry uh, and what you felt after that draw last night. And of course, later that Scotland squad, Aaron Hickey in for the first time. A few other interesting calls there as well. So it's 01419511025 on the phones or at Clyde SSB on Twitter. That's us done though, Roger Quarter-finals over Semi-finals to come Yeah, it's the best semi-final draw In the history of the Scottish Cup Because it's, it's first never time. been done Incredible Yeah, it's the first time in 130, 140 years Those four big clubs Were in the semi-final draw In the same night And you've got the Edinburgh Derby You've got the Glasgow Derby And to amplify it, Gordon You now have a run where In the first week in April You will have An old firm derby at Ibrox And Edinburgh Derby at Tynecastle in the middle of April you'll have an old firm derby at Hamden and an Edinburgh derby at Hamden and then a week or two after that after the split an old firm derby at Celtic Park in the Premiership and in all likelihood an Edinburgh derby at Easter Road in the top six it is incredible it really is lots to look forward to let's look back on last night the game at Tannadice the talking points from within it because there were a few the draw itself and of course like we said that Scotland score as well so don't hang about please 0141 1025 That is the number That you need to get in touch tonight You can as always tweet But I think it goes without saying We much prefer to speak to you On the phone So let's do that We'll kick off by hearing From the managers From last night Celtic Getting through with a 3-0 win Against Dundee United Captain Callum McGregor Got the ball rolling A deflected strike From him A double from Georgius Giacomakis Sealing the victory Putting Celtic through To the semi-finals and the manager was impressed with the control 
overall in the game? Yeah, I thought good performance. Um, yeah, cup football is always, uh, yeah, there's always a bit of an edge to it, and um, particularly away from home. I thought the atmosphere was great tonight. And, yeah, we, we, I thought we controlled the game um, you know, from start to finish. Uh, scoring at first also helped us, I think, just to you know, sort of settle us down in terms of just controlling the game better. Not an easy night with the pitch the way it was. At uh, times, especially in transition, we just were fighting with the ball a little bit, but soft enough, I thought it was a good performance. I mean, I don't think they really had a threat on our goal. And, you know, when you're coming away from home, it's especially like I said, cup football, where uh, there's always a little bit of extra pressure because you know, everything counts a little bit more. And, you know, I felt we were comfortable the whole game in terms of just dictating the game and playing it in their half. And, this weekend was all about Glasgow against Dundee Gordon Both went up there Both came away with 3-0 victories And both pretty comfortable you'd have to say What about Celtic last night? Yeah um, <clears throat> I thought they were pretty comfortable Gordon on a pitch That wasn't suitable for great football But I think Celtic handled that You look at Joe Hart for instance Hardly touched the ball Didn't have a save to me I thought Dundee United For a home side In a, a Scottish Cup quarter final Were negative for me But Celtic You know They got the job done you know, McGregor gets them off And running with that goal Okay a bit of help From Nicky Clark Jack and Marcus Chips in with two I always say about him He's a bit uh, Marmite for a lot of people But I like him I think he adds something Through the middle I think he gives you A bit of strength Anticipates things He got his two goals last night I just thought the Celtic really That's probably the easiest game they've had at Tannadines For a long time for me I just thought they were in cruise control 0141-951-1025 Ross is a Celtic fan What did you make of it last night Ross? Yeah I thought Celtic was tremendous last night Gordon I was, I was, As what Gordon just said I was expecting it to be a lot harder than what it was But for me it was probably one of the, the easiest games I've, I've seen Celtic play this year um, but I'm looking forward to the semi-final now So yeah, so back to Hamden again for another semi-final But yeah, I'm looking forward to it What did you take away from it, Roger? Um, much the same as I took away from the Dundee Rangers game on the Sunday Just just the gap in quality between the sides You know, when the draws are made You think oh, they've got the potential to be two yeah. awkward ties for Rangers and Celtic Are we just and, conditioned to do that, do you think? Because of, you know, without... Stating the obvious We exist in a league Where we've got these two That financially and resources Miles ahead of everyone And you find yourself Trying to build a case no, For, for and, the opposition and, and, and listen I know what you mean But no In this instance I don't think we did Because think of how well Dundee United played At Celtic Park Earlier in the season Yeah and done well when, against when, you know, when, when Leila Bada Look at the problems Of course Rangers this season They've got quality Throughout the side um, And I think it was highlighted By the second goal last night You know Benji Segrist Has been arguably as good yeah. as any goalkeeper in the league this season And he's thrown one in last night And it just showed all the problems That Dundee United had last night And to be honest I bet like we saw it Dens on Saturday I thought 3-0 flattered the host Celtic could have won by more Yeah I mean Ross Was there anyone in particular Stood out for you Jackie Marcus gets the two goals I know why Gordon Dale likes them Because they were the type of Close mm. range yeah. uh, Opportunist goals that, that he would have been proud of So you know He has a contribution on the on the score sheet Anyone else that, that caught the eye? Uh, for me definitely Maeda I thought he was tremendous last night um, I thought his work rate was Absolutely tremendous um, And I think when, 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 when you watch Mikey Johnston coming on I think he must be looking Thinking that's the levels I need to get it To get into this team And I think last night He was just For me He, he was my man in the match last night I thought Maeda was brilliant 
Um, but again, I think Gio Marcus stepped up when they need when they need when they, when we needed a goal. Um, so I think the second goal came at right at the right time, and then also the, the third goal. I think it's it's, it's one of the ones that it comes off him, but we'll take it. <laughs> they certainly will. Strikers will take them. Gordon, I think he's up to nine goals for Celtic. I think yeah. all are they still all one touch finishes. Um, I think they are. Yeah, I think yeah, all, all, all nine are. He gets his cell in a great position. They, they obviously weren't tidy, obviously, last night, but they all count, and that's all of a sudden that's a, a decent goals total for a guy that's not played that much football. As a striker, it doesn't matter how you score them. You can score wonder goals, you can score tap ins, you can score, you know, anticipating the goalkeeper making a mistake. That's what you're all about. You're supposed to come alive in the box. He certainly does that. I know what Ross was saying about Maeda. I think he's better off the left. I've always thought that with his pace. Give him space to run into, and he's certainly going to hurt you. Unfortunately, not to score last night, you've got to say. I don't know why that was ruled uh, for the handball. But I thought. Looking at the overall picture, if I was given a man a match, I thought McGregor yeah. was absolutely outstanding. Yeah, McGregor, really... McGregor was terrific. The, the, the best thing that was said last night about Giacomakis was from your old pal, Ange Postacoglu. I'm not sure whether he's been in touch yet about your birthday, but he, he said after the game, you've got Giacomakis. His goals aren't always pretty, but they're very important. And that just summed up mm. his contribution. You know, you watch some of the flamboyant football from Jota and Kyogo and Abada early in the season... The fans loved it. it was swashbuckling football by Celtic. This big lad goes in and he knocks them in from six yards or four yards or, or he's there when Seagrass spills it or he's there when Karamoko's shot gets that wee deflection and just needs a toe poke over the line. They're not pretty goals but they are very important goals. Ross, were you worried at all when you, you saw the team and noticed that Jota and Abada were both missing altogether? It doesn't seem like they're going to be out for too long. Was that something that perhaps had you set up for a Potentially tricky evening Yeah I did I, I thought last night Was going to be one of the cup ties Where Got to Dundee In a midweek night And it's It's one of the ones I was expecting it to be A case of Celtic Were, were pinned in I thought, I thought it was going to be A one goal in it But uh, I was surprised obviously at, um, How easy it became But I've just got a quick question For the guys Do you think that Celtic Won the treble this year That, that, that this is the best treble That's ever been done by Celtic Due to the circumstances The best treble 100% Better than an undefeated one? Yeah Yeah, uh, yeah 100% um, I'm not saying that they will win the treble Let's be honest here I think there's still a bit of work to do I think Rangers will have a massive say in that um, But they're on course to do it Gordon From where Postacoglu has taken this Celtic team in the summer To where they are now It's been outstanding This is what I love about this Time of the season Roger Because you can You can still dream Would this be the greatest treble We had calls on Friday saying If Rangers win the Europa League Will it be the greatest Achievement Or you know Everything's possible at this Well <laughs> Eight weeks to go Or go, whatever it is Go back To 2003 Celtic go all the way to Seville To a European final One of the greatest achievements Of the modern era Rangers won the treble Final was in Seville Remember 2022 See what's coming here Celtic could win the treble Rangers could get to a European final in Seville What's the bigger achievement? (coughs) The man's asking you Yeah Give us a minute I need to write that down In case that's on Beat the pundit (laughs) 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 But but no The point I'm making is Some people will tell you When you look back With the benefit of hindsight in 2003 That Celtic getting to Seville With all the scalps that they took The way they played That that was a bigger achievement Than a treble 
So if Rangers were to do that this season The reverse Is, is it the reverse? Would it, I mean You've come up with the hypothetical Ross It remains that It's a big if Would it be better than a An unbeaten Domestic treble For you? Uh, to be honest I think it would Because what Gordon said Where we were At the start of the season It was a rebuilding job And the fact that we're even considering Celtic going for a treble Is remarkable And I think All plaudits need to go to Ange Postacoglu But I, I think if Celtic Managed to do the treble I think it would be One of the best achievements As I can ever witness As being a Celtic fan You don't need me to tell you You need to get past Rangers first Then either Hibs or Hearts And of course There's the league to conclude What about that draw Ross Are you happy enough with that Would you be Would you have rather Meet Rangers in the final Avoid them altogether How did you sum it up No I wanted To be honest I wanted one of the One of the Edinburgh I wanted Hearts or Hibs In the semi And then I would have loved To have met Rangers in the final um, But again It just makes it a, An even better Spectacle Because You've got two derbies Hearts and Hibs Celtic and Rangers it'll be, it'll be interesting To see how those pan out But I'm confident That we'll be in the final yeah, I just can't believe that's never happened before As you said, Roger The, the four big sides from Two from Glasgow, two from Edinburgh Never uh, been in the semi-finals all at the same time Quite incredible Thank you to Ross on the line uh, Get your thoughts in on the draw on the game last night And no, there were a lot of big talking points in the game So if you want to focus on them You are more than welcome Here's what Ange Postacoglu had to say about the draw with Rangers We want to be in it uh, you know, That gives us a chance to one step away from you know, challenging for another trophy and that's uh, you know, this part of the year that's you want to be in that that's the position you want to be in so yeah, look, at the start it was all trouble now it's trouble is it um, <laughs> that's, that's a terrible point. you know we're still in the competition and at this point of the year we're, we're in a, we're giving ourselves an opportunity to have more success that's the expectation you know I, I said you know I'm repeating and saying that this expectation's on me and everyone involved in the football club the players you know, we need to embrace that you can't uh, just because we've won a trophy already means we can sort of say that it's been a good season. Um, we want to try and win every competition we're in and, and give ourselves a chance to do that. So um, I mean, it's going to be a cracking atmosphere. Obviously, uh, I've had two trips to him so far, and it's been uh, all game. Both those games, the atmosphere was, was unbelievable. Um, so you know, I'm sure it'll be a great atmosphere again. Uh, Charles is a Celtic fan from Greenock. What did you make of that cup draw last night, Charles? Right enough. Well, you were half expecting it, but um, I look much like your previous caller. I would have preferred to get Rangers um, in the final. Uh, I'd have preferred that, to be honest. Roger, they don't tend to meet that often in the Scottish Cup final. Andy Halliday, um, myself, Hugh Evans were discussing it before we came on air last night. I mean, take since the turn of the century, for instance, twenty-two years. What are we looking at? One or two? 2002, I think, yeah. Are they only one? This yeah, yeah, I think they made... It's quite something, isn't it? They made in 99. Yeah, Rod Wallace. Rod Wallace scored the first final back at Hamden. And then Love and Trance. And he yeah. scored in the 3-2 game in 2002. So it's the only one this century. Uh, yeah. In, in the Scottish Cup. It's bizarre, but it, listen, you look back, I think it was mentioned in the show at the weekend, they just haven't won the trophy yeah, since 2009. Um, which must be one of their longest spells without winning the Scottish Cup at all. So, you know, that, that there are reasons they haven't made, well rehearsed reasons they haven't made in Cup finals for a long time. Um, I think they've only actually made in four semi finals in the last mm. 25 years in the Scottish Cup. So they don't meet that often. And I think there's only been two semi finals ever, or certainly two semi finals post war between Hearts and Hibs. So there really is a novelty factor. With this draw, the fact that they're meeting in the league 
prior to the semi-finals And then mm. meeting again in the league after the semi-finals It just, you know, exaggerates the sense mm. of history The sense of importance And we in the West of Scotland obviously focus on Celtic versus Rangers This is big as well for the likes of Sean Maloney Through there, you know, a young Hibs manager Hibs have never, ever beaten Hearts on neutral territory in any cup competition, in any competition at all. So Sean Maloney's got a little bit of history there for the making. More stats than I can handle for I, in I, one twenty-minute opening period of the show. I must admit. I'll get back to you in a second, Gordon Charles. Just let's elaborate on that. Why? Because you're right. That's two fans in a row. Why would you rather keep it to the final? Is that because the league would be done and dusted by then, or what's your reason? Well, I think to me, to me, it becomes a bigger occasion. It becomes a more important occasion. It's more grandiose if it's the final. That was uh, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Um, well, what's, think, what's the doubt for you last night? Then you happy with the way your team got through? I, I think they played well. Uh, I think there was a lot of energy in the team, uh, an awful lot of energy in the team uh, last night. I was glad to see uh, it wasn't just the players on the park; it was on the ball. Because at half time, Big Andrew was on the ball when he took Hatati off. I thought it was a good move. Uh, he, he was a setup to get off in the second half. If he never got took off, do you think yeah. you got away with one on that tackle then? I did, I did. Uh, I thought, I, I put it this way, uh, if you went off, you, you would have argued. You know what I mean? Um, you couldn't have argued. It's very, very honest of Charles. You know, we get sometimes we get bogged down and everyone just defends their team and opposition fans, you know, make the accusations. Charles, Celtic fan, hands up, thinks Atati was fortunate. What was your take on it? I, I had a look at it a few times. Um, initially, I thought, oh, he's running the risk here, this is a red. After watching it a few times, Gordon, with the benefit, obviously, of replays, um, I thought that John Beaton called it correct. I thought it was a yellow card. Well, I blame you two. Well, more specifically, I blame Motherwell mm. because I don't think this would have been as big an issue Yeah, you're right. Had Davis Mugabe not been sent off, sent off the day before. And what it does do, I, I tend to agree with Daz. I think John Beaton actually called it right. When you see it again, I think he's got it right. I think it's a yellow card. Jordan Roberts the day before got a yellow card. I think the one that sort of and Bevis Mugabe didn't. So Bevis Mugabe didn't. So I, I think this is what's muddied the waters ever so yeah. slightly. The fact that once yeah. again we're accusing Daz's pals, the referees, of inconsistency. You are right though, because depending on what your starting position is on Rio Hatati, you can say, hold on a minute, Bevis Mugabe got sent yeah. off for that. So why is Hatati not been yeah. sent off? But not many people are saying. Well, Jordan Roberts only got a yellow. Yeah. So what? You know, therefore Hattati's is correct. So exactly. It, I, I thought people use it to reinforce their, <laughs> their their own that, starting that, point, don't Daz they? Daz won't fall out with me tonight because he knows he won't get a birthday present if he does. I didn't think it was a great weekend for referees, and I know you you mentioned last night in the second half of the show. It took you to the second half of the show to get a complaint. Yeah. There were some odd old decisions, you know, Melker. Eh, sorry, Elias Melkerson. For me, could have had about four cautions in that game at Fir Park, and the best of them all. The Kami Kerr back pass in the, Dun- the Dundee Rangers game was one of the most baffling decisions <laughs> of this or any <laughs> other season. It didn't come up last night because naturally, like it's not it's not a huge call. It doesn't change no. the game. It, it wasn't a penalty of sending off anything like that. And I forgot about it. And I said to Andy Halliday afterwards because I had been up at Dens talk about inexplicable. Like we said, not going to make a big deal out of it because it's not it's not a match altering decision. But how on earth? Could that have been a, d- a deliberate back pass? I, listen, mind-boggling. If Cammy Kerr can pull that off deliberately, it should be at the Bernabeu or something rather than <laughs> Dens. 
Um, but anyway, listen, it's a funny old game. Gordon DL, Roger Hanna both think Hitati should have got a yellow. That was the right call. Charles is a Celtic fan and he thought it should have been a red. So pick up the phone and let us know what you think. We'll elaborate on that and some of the other talking points from last night next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here It's 01419511025 Or it is Twitter At Clyde SSB We're reflecting on a busy weekend In the Scottish Cup quarterfinals What about that draw then? Celtic, Rangers, Hearts, Hibs fans Let's hear from all of you Is that what you would have picked? Would you have rather Avoided your City rivals altogether? Saved them to the final? Whatever your thoughts are Get them in please 01419511025 Tommy is on the line What have you got for the guys tonight Tommy? Uh, just about the Hatati tackle mm-hmm. um, I thought Maybe the compliance Obviously would need to have a wee look at it I mean the boy ran like 15 yards to make the tackle He went in Flying into it Leg up near Stud showing It's horrendous mm. Roger was it Was it that bad Let's remind ourselves of the, the way these things work now In the past We've had many examples Of the compliance officer Sort of upgrading Yellows yeah. to reds If the tackle was particularly bad Lots of people said that the, the kind of re-refereeing of these incidents was a, was it getting a bit out of hand, it was yeah. a bit much. So in the summer, the Scottish FA decided the compliance officer could still do that, but only in like exceptional circumstances. The way that it was described to me, which might sound a bit simple, but quite effective, if you look at it and say, you know, you cringe, or you sort of oofed, the oofed test. Yeah, no, so if it really makes you shudder, they're the ones you'll look at. Did what, it make you shudder last the, night? What's the phraseology? Excessive force and brutality mm. and endangering an opponent, what have you. Um, no, no, but there, in, there, no, but in terms, was, of, in terms a, of the compliance officer looking, a, it would be yeah. even higher than that. There was a half woof at the time. Half woof, okay. Mm. <laughs> a woo. Um, and then when you see it again, actually, as we said a minute ago, I think John Beaton's probably called it correctly. The compliance officer, he seems to he seems to op- operate in waves. He was very quiet for a while, then he seemed to be a wee bit busy, and he's going through a quieter spell again at the minute. We haven't heard from him for, for a little period of time. I would be very, very surprised if this was one that he chose to take on. Gordon, there have been a lot of tackles <coughs> in Scottish football this season, and as far as I can gather, only two have been retrospectively dealt with. Callum Butchers and Mohamed Niang's Alawa and, and and then of course Dundee United respectively. So that tells you that it, it's quite a high it's quite a high bar now. The ta- the tackle needs to be horrific for for the compliance officer to look at it. Tommy says it was. To be fair, Tommy thinks it was. Mm-hmm. Do you? No, I, I I totally agree with uh, what Tommy was saying there about. I was watching the pace that Hatati was going at, but I don't think it is a red card now. A lot of people will probably disagree with that. I think that John Beaton had a good view. I think the fourth official also had a good view. And the two of them obviously decided that it was worthy of a yellow, Gordon. Um, When I was watching him get into it, I thought to myself, oh, he's running a risk here. He's putting himself in real trouble here of getting a straight red. But when I watched it back... It's a dark yellow, is that what you're telling us? Yeah, yeah, it was a... Ooh, I didn't go woof. Um, I've got to say When I seen it At first I thought Oh He could be in trouble Mm. But when I watched The reruns of it Where his foot is I think it's a yellow card Looks like We're agreeing to disagree Tommy But you think it it Definitely was in that Sort of Exceptional Makes you shudder category Right Well I did And I'll ask Gordon a question See would I broke the guy's leg Would I give him a red then 
Yeah, but he yeah. didn't break the guy's leg. You can say that, but any tackle, you know, that's 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 really silly. That uh, Tommy oh, bonus with you. Um, I just think it was a tackle he went into. I don't think he was as high as what you were saying. Um, I don't like. No, he wasn't in the shin. You need to watch again. Um, I don't like you know tackles that could endanger an opponent because I've been in the game. Um, but I just felt that. That referee got that one right last night. Now, look, you've got your opinion. You think it's a your straight red. That's what football's mm. about. I just thought the referee, the assistant referee as well, the fourth official, they probably all spoke to each other. They decided it was a yellow. I'm agreeing with that. You might not agree with my opinion. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. It's good to have the different opinions. The, the thing that would be, though, Tommy, on that last point, if, if it had broken his leg, would it have been a red? It doesn't seem like a particularly... Good way of going about a decision making process, does it? No, but I see that's how some people would that's how some people would judge it. If they broke the leg, it makes it a worse tackle. It's not a day with that, it's just the fact that he ran in full force, leg up, stud shown. So to me, it's excessive force, mm. un- he's, out, he's out of control, no chance of getting the ball, and hits the guy right in the leg. So but I'm, I'm saying some people would, if they broke right, leg, you. so you've got to give him a red card, you know? Yeah, I mean, Roger. There becomes a point in these where you you almost have to agree to disagree Particularly because everyone knows now, I think We've got used to the rules in the last few years in particular Excessive force would be red Tommy thinks that was excessive force And you two don't There's there's not You can't really take that debate anywhere Because I I don't know how we prove force I I don't know how we we meet in the middle and and agree on this I'll give you a fascinating side aspect of this if we had VAR in last night, is that something that a VAR official, you know, say a, a Willie Collum or a Bobby Madden or an Andrew Dallas, you know, sitting watching that on TV, would he have agreed with Tommy and then invited John Beaton to go and take a look at the TV screen or would he have agreed with Daz and I that John Beaton got it right? Well, having seen some of the VAR decisions even as recently as this weekend in the English Premier League, I don't know how anyone answers those questions. Yeah, the, I, I, the Watford handball and the is it Brighton goalkeeper? Yeah, who didn't um, get, who didn't get sanctioned for taking out Luis Diaz. So, I, I love the confidence of fans who on a Monday or whatever say, "If we had VR, that would have been given as X or or Y." I per, it's just a personal thing. I can't share that confidence given what what you see. Have you have you applied for the VAR job yet? Gordon yeah, there's, a, about there's a vacancy going. Have yeah, you, I heard that. I, 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 well, I did do the refereeing course and was it's not very. The same, it's different. But I've got this is like a replay well, operator. Well, 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 I, I, that's why I'm disagreeing with Tommy you, tonight. You, you get to your age. It's only the SFA and Azure. Too many hours. Your age. Roger, too many hours. We we discussed this at the weekend. It's too many hours for me now. I've sort of cut back in my work duties. Oh, Semi retirement now, really, isn't it? Yeah, As my go- my golf's very important to me now. So, um, and it's summer's coming in, so I probably missed that one. All right, okay, uh, Tommy. Nice to hear from you. That was Tommy on the line. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. As well, there's Dylan McLeod just sent me the vacancy uh, for the football <laughs> replay operator at Hawkeye. He says, does this mean VR will be in Scotland uh, quicker than we expect? The job opening starts in April. Um, I wouldn't read into that too much, Roger. No, I thought that when you were talking about it in the show on Saturday. Did not say like April to November or something? It was the, it was the widest start date I've ever seen. Yeah, I, listen, I, I think we're all agreed that VAR will come into Scottish football. Um, at the minute, there is a... A sort of tacit agreement among the clubs that it's a good thing. The referees want it, the SFA want it, the SPFL as a body wants it. 
And she's going to be a case now of getting something that is within the price bracket that the clubs are willing to yeah. stump up for. Imagine DL on the mm. the football replay operator's role. I think I think football would be in a better place. You can barely work that iPhone without sending text messages yeah, to the wrong yeah, people, yeah, so yeah, I don't okay. I don't fancy your chances. <laughs> I think we'll move on from this one again. Uh, Chris is a Celtic fan in Greenock. All about Greenock in the last mm. ten minutes or so. Chris, what's your take on things? I'm a point just on it last caller, mm-hmm. uh, Tommy, with regards to uh, uh, the title that Hatati had put yeah. in last night. Uh, and, and I think it's just a bit biased coming for I know Tommy's a referee. Uh, for, for him to turn around and say it, it was out of control, it was high. The comment, a leg breaking tackle, Gordon knows a perfectly fine tackle can break somebody's leg. And, and I don't get what his point is. And he might say you're being biased though because you're a Celtic fan. No, I, I fully appreciate that. But what I'm saying is that there isn't anything that's excessive force on that. Yes, he might be going in quick, but he's kind of not pulled out of title and it's nowhere near his shin. Yeah, I mean, for what it's worth, I think I think the two guys were in danger of going over all ground. You two pretty mm. much agree. I wonder if we've... I do get the impression, Roger, not talking about any team or, or player in particular, just generally, because I hear all these arguments a lot because of... Of replays And slow motion And stills And social media Where that, that stuff can all be shared We have sort of changed our overall uh, Sensitivity to, to sliding challenges I think yeah, And, and foot, football's moved on as well the, But you're the now game's changed. Football has moved on it was actually Basically every, what I'm, the point I'm trying to get at Every time Any player's stud Connects with any other part of a player We'll get sent a still image saying Look at this That yeah. should be a red card Yeah and if that's the case We're, we're going to be Getting them a lot That's more of a general point Rather than last night When you're Down the gym With your referee chums mm-hmm. And you're, you're going for a Skinny latte afterwards Did they discuss The decisions That were taken at the weekend And whether they get them right Whether they get them wrong You know I was reading The stuff from Don Robertson A week or two back That he said You know when he was a young ref He used to hate Going back and watching Sports scene In case he had made a mistake And if he saw that he had made a mistake You know that spoiled his entire weekend Yeah I I think the lads take it very serious um, Obviously because it's a massive part of You know people's um, enjoyment Going to football and people's livelihoods They work very hard at it They'll go and watch games back Roger I'm sure like every human being They'll sit there and think Yeah I maybe could have made a different decision there That's what happens I keep going back to it we watch it two, three times. When I seen it initially, I did think he could be in trouble. And when I go and watch the replays that these referees don't have right now, and they don't have the help of VAR, I thought John Beaton called that correctly. Pretty weird though when Willie Collum asked you to slide along the treadmill that day. And yeah, didn't yeah. reenact one I, of the no, tackles. I thought that was bizarre. And he was running backwards, Aye, showing me a card. Was strange. I uh, Chris, what about the draw? Are you happy enough with it? Would you rather met Rangers in the final? Avoided them altogether? What's your preference? draw. Can also make a point as well. It, it's a bit ironic that, and I know John Beaton uh, gave a call for what should have been a second goal. Mm. I know Gordon and Art are saying it's doing opinions. Perfectly clear that one every opinion will differ further, but that wasn't an opinion. That was him not only laws. And we've had a referee on just before me who, who's not commented on what a what a law was. Yeah, I did say, Roger, earlier there was a number of talking points. It wasn't only Tati's tackle. Celtic hard done by yeah, getting thought, a goal yeah, wrongly yeah. chopped off. Yeah, I thought so. Um, initially, actually, when it was chalked off, I actually thought it was chalked off for offside. I wonder if 
Maeda had been in front of Giacomakis at the time And that's why But John Beaton definitely looked To be indicating The goal had been disallowed for a handball And as far as I know That rule was changed last summer If the ball accidentally comes off a player's arm An attacking player's arm And I think it was an accident That hit Giacomakis in his left arm Falls to a teammate The teammate scores the goal Then it should be a goal I think it's different If it hits Giacomakis' arm Falls at his feet He scores scores the goal I think that's different But I, I I thought it sounded hard done by in that instance. Did you agree, Gordon? Yeah, like like Roger, I initially thought he'd flagged for offside, Gordon. Um, that's what I'm saying. John Beaton will probably look at that, and if it has been given for that rule, then he's made a mistake, and you'll know he's made mm. a mistake. But it didn't affect yeah. the outcome of the game. T- to be fair, is I think the point Chris is trying to make, though, Roger, is you get mistakes as in interpretation. You've had to judge yeah. something. Chris's point would be Is that just a, a A complete Oversight on what the rule is That That's why Chris I think Is so concerned over it Yeah I would, I would tend to agree And it takes us back To what we discussed Earlier on The pass back rule Earlier on You know In the Dundee Rangers These are What you would say They're not Opinion decisions You can have an opinion On Beavis Mugabe's challenge On Rayo Hitati's challenge you, Different mm. people Will give you different opinions The Maida goal and the care pass back Their rules And they have not been interpreted correctly so In my uh, eyes it, by the refs It has to be An accidental handball doesn't it I mean I, I, You've watched a lot of football I've never seen anyone deliberately No the ball's, the ball's at his hand He's not moved his hand to try and get b- to b- the, the ball, ball and slap off it, hand Rather know, than slap it into the back of the net. No no it was a, a clumsy touch It's hit his hand It's fallen to his teammate The teammate's put it in the back of the net There we go you yeah. two are agreeing on everything So Celtic were hard done by On the, the goal That yeah. was ruled out I think you've We're agreeing the yellow um, So so far it's been a positive night For Hannah Mann and Dia I'll have you arguing about something Before long Thank you Chris 01419511025 Great time to get your call in We could talk to you next 01419511025 This is Scottish football's League leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna is here Gordon DL is alongside him And they're both waiting for you To get in touch 01419511025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB Let's go straight back to the phones And bring in John Who is a Rangers fan in Parkhead Hi John Hi Gordon How's it going? Gordon and Roger, how you doing? All right, I'm, I'm moving on for a while. Good to have uh, you. I'm still celebrating 55. I mean, I'm just stopped celebrating the 55. <laughs> You've certainly given it a good no. go. That's each, I'm each celebrating 60 of the night. That was the best one ever. I mean, that was the best one. A uh, couple of points to make. Uh, I heard, heard the guy on earlier on talking about uh, but the, the the best domestic treble for for, for Celtic for his team. Mm-hmm. At the start, of, the start of the season, I mean, excuse me, the, the main one is always is always the league. And that that is a priority, mm-hmm. and it still is my priority. But as as the last couple of months have been on, or the last six weeks have been on, I, I'm maybe looking at myself now as a as a treble. Is Rangers winning the league, the Europa League, and the Scottish Cup? So I know I know there are a lot of people when when the phones are in the country, maybe Celtic fans falling after chairs and all the rest of it. But I actually think if Rangers can. <clears throat> If Rangers and I think they will do the business on Thursday night. I think it'll be. I think we'll, we will. We will score over there. I think Belgrade will probably score. I hope not, but I think they will. But, I mean, if you get to the, 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 the last stages of the Europa League, anything can happen. Anything can happen. I did say it was the time of the year, Roger, where people will start to dream. It's been generations since a Scottish club 
won a European trophy So to do that And add domestic success to it Would be Off the scale Well The, the season is beautifully balanced I'll give you a few examples of things that could occur As John says Rangers could win The Europa League The Premiership And the Scottish Cup Equally Rangers could win none of them And Celtic could win a domestic treble I think if Hearts Win their semi-final and finish third they're guaranteed eight European games next season. A three million pound jackpot, but that would guarantee a fifth Scottish team going into Europe, which might be Hibs. So Hearts could open the door to get Hibs into Europe as well. Equally, Hibs could beat Hearts and deny them that. It's just it's a fantastic, fantastic finish to the season. John started by saying, you know, he's only just finished celebrating fifty-five. Astonishingly, fifty-five was a year ago. Last week That's how early Rangers won the league last year How easily Rangers won the league last year For nine seasons prior to that Celtic had won it At a bit of a canter So this is the first league run in we've had In a decade or more That's balanced on a knife edge We've got the two best Scottish Cup finals Possibly in history And we've got Rangers going for a European trophy This this can be Gordon A classic All time classic season in Scottish football history I mean you've done a fair bit of celebrating in your time You ever celebrated something for a year? Mm, Usually yeah, over before yeah, that isn't it? I, I celebrated the cup one for about five years <laughs> I'm still dining yeah, out on yeah, it Yeah I milked that I've got to be But the great thing about this is We're getting Rangers fans on We're getting Celtic fans on They're excited about their team They've got a great opportunity Domestically treble for Celtic If Rangers could do it in Europe And win the Scottish Cup in the league What a year that would be for Van Bronckhorst um, so I just think the excitement's there But Hibs and Hearts are sitting in the background One of them's got to be in the Scottish Cup final They'll be desperate to win the Cup as well It's exciting times for Scottish football just now I think What's giving you your, your confidence about your team John? What, what are you making of them at the moment? Sorry that's I wanted to just come in I mean I, 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 I watched Van Ver, Ver, Excuse me Van W It's a slow throat I've watched Van Bronckhorst play. Still that's celebrating, John. You should have wrapped it after nine months. No, I, stopped it. I stopped it on Sunday there. So Sunday night at midnight, I stopped. That was me. I'm, I'm teetotal now. Good on uh, you. Until we get to Seville. Uh, so uh, so I, I looked at... I looked at, I watched Van Bronckhorst when he's playing. And I actually... And, and I'm looking at the guy as, as a manager. He's, he's so laid back. It's untrue. He's very laid back. And the way... The way we're... All right, we went to Parkhead and we got a doing. We put our hands up. We got a doing. But since then... But, but I mean, I, I watch Rangers every week, and that, they're just there's something about the team at the moment. I don't know what it is. They look, they look as if they're ready to have a, a right go at, at the three trophies that we're going to play for. But I look at the manager. There's just something about the guy. He's so laid back on the on the sidelines. He doesn't get himself too caught up. Maybe once or twice, he's, he's I've seen him at Ibrox. I sit in the main stand. He's maybe questioned the the Motherwell game, the time wasting things like that. He doesn't really get. He, he concentrates on me. He concentrates on the game and what's going on in the boom. You see him in a wee look at behind him, Mackay and, and the other boy Voss. So I, I think Rangers are going in the right direction. Um, and yeah. I, I just I just hopefully that they points that we dropped, they crucial points at Ross County, at Motherwell, at Ibrox, I hope they don't come back and bite us in the backside. I, I really don't. I mean... Because they've, they've, I'll look back to the games. I mean, and I, I still, Gordon, can I, can I ask something, Roger? And, and Gordon's on. See, see the, see the Motherwell game. It was two going three or four right at half time. It could have been anything. Motherwell scored at least. I, 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 I can't. Why did they no change? Why did they no change the game then and put what he's done in Europe 
and, and put time it to centre half. This shows you how mm. the stage of the season we're at. John's now still worried about substitutions that weren't made four games ago, just in case that's the bit that do, <laughs> comes do, back do to me. All right, okay. I, I understand what John is saying there about why did he not change the game, right? CV had changed the, the formation and it was 2 2. He would have got absolutely slaughtered. What, I what thought sort of explanation I, is that though? Because I, John's I, John's opinion is that had he then no, the yes, outcome would have been different. Well, how do you know that? You don't know that. No, but that's, in an, in an what, attempt to do it. That's what I'm saying. I I thought that uh, he looked at that game, and you've got to admit, I think everybody knew Rangers were in such control, and the game should have been gone mm. out of Motherwell's sight by half time. Yes. I think uh, after the 90 minutes you can look and think why did you not do what you what you done against uh, mm. Dortmund and went to the three and you know you were very comfortable uh, you've, you've just praised Van Bronckhorst to the hilt there the way he concentrates in the game and he watches it so it obviously tells me that he didn't want to do it and he thought he didn't have to do it and Motherwell all credit to him got a point I must admit Roger it's not the game I expected to be analysing tonight but that's the beauty of no, live radio Listen I was going to ask John as well He touched on the Rangers Very disappointing performance And defeat at Celtic Park Looking forward These three games Old firm games that are to come John Does one influence the next Because the first one coming up Is the league win at Ibrox If Rangers were to win that Does that bolster them Going into the semi-final Or the flip side of that If Celtic come and get a positive result at Ibrox Does it deflate does that yeah. deflate Rangers and, and you know g- give Celtic the initiative going into the cup semi? Roger, Roger it's, a good, it's a good question. But remember, we've got we've got we've got uh, Ross County on Saturday. We've got Dundee next Sunday. Uh, so I, I know what you're saying, Roger. Put it this way: if, if Rangers had to get to Celtic Park again, and, and and it was it was even Stevens, Rangers when they fought for what they fell for the last time. Everybody in their granny that night knew Celtic were going to come out the traps. Apart from then, the manager, I don't know how he didn't, he didn't see that. Everybody seen that Celtic were going to fly out of the traps maybe for the first five, ten minutes and have a go. And that's what they've done. And Rangers just didn't know where they, they didn't know where they turned. So I don't think if we make this, that mistake again. It does feel like that next one, the, the league one, is, is so crucial, doesn't it? Because in, in the sense that if that, it was to, from a Rangers perspective, if they can't eat into that, Three point deficit Say it stays the same until then And then even Celtic get away with a draw That's still not the end of the world It would be three point But it would feel Quite yeah, deflating uh, wouldn't it You would be looking from a Rangers perspective Like John To dent the, the advantage R- at that stage Rangers have been strong at Ibrox recently Against Celtic But the, listen To add to it all You know if Rangers get through In Belgrade on Thursday night And you would expect them to do so the next round is then April the 7th and April the 14th Straight it, back on to the, the semi-final the, isn't it? I mean it, it sounds fanciful to say it But it's perfectly plausible Rangers could be in the new camp playing Barcelona on the Thursday night They could be at Upton Park playing West Ham on the Thursday night And then going to a better stadium at Hamden on the weekend You've said it Anyway, uh, John thank you very much It was nice to hear from you That was John in Parkhead He's not called in a year Because he's been celebrating I don't know each, each to their own You look after yourself John That doesn't sound like A responsible way To go about things It's that time Of the evening already though Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Can you imagine Gordon DL's last act As a 59 year old <laughs> Is to get hammered At beat the pundit That would be great wouldn't it That would be fitting Just well, to, uh, to end this 
birthday year the, the way that you, there's every, you do most there's weeks. every possibility Gordon but I, I'm going to prepare correctly tonight I'm just going to have one of those nice tarts that are sitting next to me here and I'm going to have a nice cup of tea with Roger a sugar rush and we'll be ready to go <sighs> honestly 01419511025 Yes I know Strawberry, Lemon, yeah. McGee's Roger brought them in I know 01419511025 You need to call before 7 o'clock Your chance to beat the pundit is next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here It's 01419511025 to join in or Twitter at Clyde SSB. We've been discussing Celtic's game at Tannadice last night. The victory, the draw, the talking points, the Hitati tackle, the Celtic goal that was disallowed. So if you have any thoughts on them, feel free to keep them coming in on the usual number. And what about this Scotland squad? Now, there are far more important things going on than football at the moment, so it's not for the World Cup playoff semi-final as was originally planned. But nevertheless, got some interesting games coming up. Stevie Clark's named his squad. Aaron Hickey is in it. There's been much debate about him. Should he be included? Shouldn't he? Why was he not playing for the 21s and so on? He is in the Scotland squad. What do you make of that? Is there anyone else you think has been hard done by? Anyone else you think should have been included? Anyone else that's in there that you think is lucky to be in there? Get all your thoughts in. We'll hear from you and Stevie Clark as soon as we finish this. 01419511025. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Come on then, Beat the Pundit time. Would you rather avoid it in the eve of your your big day or how do you feel? I've just played that many, I'm I'm tired. Yeah, it is really Roger Hanna. When was it? A couple of weeks ago though we got you, did we not? I was on last week with Andy, I remember on the Monday night. And you played? Yeah. Oh, there then. Uh, let's bring in Neil who's in Rutherglen tonight. How's it going Neil? I'm good thanks you Not bad thank you Have you ever played before? I haven't okay, Just play at home? Mm. Do you ever do better than Roger Hanna when you're playing at home? No I wouldn't say so but By the way I listened last night Very oh. difficult questions last night you I think thought, so? Yeah Who, who lost didn't he? Who lost to the two lads in the car between Paisley <laughs> and Dundee? 4-2 I think that's an average scoreline Yeah I, I thought so. I, No just for me I thought about difficult questions yeah, okay. last night uh, Let's see who you're up against Neil If it's heads It is Roger Hanna Starts on minus one And if it's tails It's Gordon DL Every single week Look at that Is it heads? Nope it is not It's tails it's you Surprise surprise oh, Can oh, you finish the, the 50s right there. on a high? I'm happy to show it to the camera It's not, no, not no, a problem No no I'm fine I'll take, I'll take Neil on Right okay Let's give Gordon some Clyde Two to listen to So he doesn't know What you're saying Neil I'll put 30 seconds On the clock Just answer as many questions As you can And if you don't know Pass quickly And move on To the next one Alright No worries Good man Your 30 seconds then Is on the clock And it starts Hold on a second Did I get this clown To stop snapping his fingers Which one of you Is doing that Are you snapping your fingers Or is it him I should have known What's he saying <laughs> Take your headphones him? off Can you stop Clicking your fingers please what Your mic you, is still on That was him Whatever Anyway Dealing with children in here Neil 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts Now Who scored Celtic's Opening goal Against Dundee United Last night Jack Kamakis Which Rangers player Scored an own goal Against Leon In December last year 
Bassey Hib striker Elias Melkerson signed from which Norwegian team in January? Which SPFL side are nicknamed the Spiders? Queen's Park Name either Dutchman who's scored in the Scottish Premiership this season Van Veen Which current English Premiership side did Conor Goldson leave to join Rangers? Brighton Who's the only man since 1980 who's managed both Celtic and Livingston? Pass. Before your time You sound like a young man Neil I think Let's bring Gordon back Can you hear us? <coughs> yes I can Gordon Same set of questions to you Are you ready? Yeah Don't mess this up This is the Right End of 50s on a high Right, right? Go Who scored Celtic's opening goal Last McGregor. night against Dundee United Which Rangers player Scored an own goal Against Leon in December? Uh, Golson Hibs striker Elias Melkerson signed from which Norwegian side in January? I just don't know. Which SPFL side are nicknamed the Spiders? Queen's South. Uh, Queen's Park. Name either Dutchman who scored in the Scottish Premiership this season. Van Veen. Which current English Premiership side did Conor Goldson leave to join Rangers? Brighton. Name the only man since 1980 who's managed both Celtic and Livingston. Um, Livingston. Celtic and Livingston. I don't know I can't get that Neil, surely You sounded much more confident than him, Neil Celtic Livingston I can't believe you get the first one wrong either um, let's, yeah. let's find out Let's run through them Who scored Celtic's opening goal against Dundee United? It is Callum McGregor You knew that, Neil But you're, you're right First question there So Gordon DL goes into a 1-0 no. lead Which Rangers player scored an own goal against Leon in December last year? You're going to kick yourself Remember We were in here Someone phoned in And was praising him And as they were praising oh, him They scored an own goal Oh Bassey Indeed it was Neil, Neil got, got it, it. Yeah, well done, He's Neil. level Elias Melkerson Signed from Bodo Glint Celtic's when Recent opponents that. Neil got it right. He's 2-1 in front The Spiders Queen's Park You said Queen of the no, South No I didn't <laughs> I said Queen Park I said, Come on I corrected myself there we have to accept your first answer. No, you do not. You never say that before. It's you've given you've given it to other people. Right. I'll tell you what. If, if this costs me, there'll be trouble tonight. Name either Dutchman who scored in the Scottish Premiership this season. Van Veen. You both got that. Uh, Bizawan of Aberdeen is the other one. You both got Brighton for Connor Goldson, oh, no. and none of you got Davy Hay oh. uh, for Celtic and Livy. So it's a one, two, three, four, five. That was five, three. Anyway, is it not? No. Is it not? No Yeah I think it is I think it's 4-3 Plus yeah, my Oh yeah you're right Sorry Hold on right. Queen's Park You can't do that to me Right Hold on a second You we, cannot do that to me What do you me. mean It's the same rules every week I always it's, say it. I always say We have to accept your first answer And you did say Queen I, of the no, South No I didn't mean you Queen of the South I meant Queen's Park You knew I meant Queen's Park You knew I meant Queen's Park Did you? you looked at me right away And went oh, Do you know yeah. what Hold on forget this It is 5-3 anyway <laughs> It's not 5-3 It is, it is. Rewind Oh my goodness Why You Rewind. are an absolute infant Right Neil Got Calvin Bassey He got Bodo Glimt Queen's Park He got Van Veen He got Brighton Right that's five Are you agreeing with that? Right okay Right okay I you got like this, you Neil. got You got Brighton yeah. You got Kevin Van Veen Yeah And you got Callum McGregor Which is three Queen's Park Which would only be four And I got something else well, you didn't Did I not? Well you done Neil <laughs> He's backing down Neil Well Bye. done Thank you. I oh, don't thank him. Well done, Neil. Good man. The sign ball is on its way oh, to Neil. I'm in, in a poor run. You know, how many in a row is that? Three. Is it? Three in a row. I'm terrible. I'm I'm not happy with myself at all. Maybe once you get the new lease of life, you'll be newly exactly. alive from tomorrow.
I've, I've, I've not had. I've got too too much in my mind. You've never there. you've never lost a game of beat the pundit in your sixties. Exactly. Yeah, so I'm, get, I'm getting yeah. in the sixties in a a clean sweep here. Glass half full. Quite a, oh, you shouldn't get five. Yeah. What was your worst answer there? Would you say there were quite a few? Queen of South. Yeah. I, I knew it was Queen's Park. I just I was thinking Mark Wilson QOT or whatever he says. <laughs> it's not QOT, is it? What does it say? obviously. Right. Oh, oh my. This has descended even <laughs> worse than normal. I thought my answers were okay. Have another cake. The thing is, Neil sounded like a young man, and although he's a Celtic fan, he, he couldn't get Davey Hay. I thought you'd have got that. I, I, do you know something? I, I mean, I was struggling because I knew deep down in my heart that you were going to take Queen's Park off me. That's what upset me. I seen your face. <laughs> it's funny I, it's always I, my fault. Yeah, I seen your face lighting up. See the minute I went Queen, <laughs> and then I went Queen's Park. I seen it. I seen it in his face. I feel I feel bad for myself, but well done, Neil. You would have lost anyway. Yeah, but if I did Queen's Park, I'd probably get more you know confidence. What? You sound like one of those callers who says, "Yeah, but see if we had got that penalty, even though we yeah. lost five nil, it would have you know it would have given us momentum and we would have gone on to win six five. And I really need to go and sit and have a good think to myself because my my record's poor just now. Leave that one there. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. What about the Scotland squad today? Who's in it that you would not have included? Who's not in it that you would have? What about Aaron Hickey? What about the return of Ryan Jack? Uh, what about whatever else? There's no Ryan Fraser in there either. So if any of that interests you, please pick up the phone right now. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's start hearing from Stevie Clark. Whilst you get your calls in. He of course addressed the, the main issue here Before we start arguing about something as, as trivial as football The fact that the Ukraine fixture is off We will now play Poland in a friendly at Hamden on Thursday Some of the money going to UNICEF Stevie Clark says his thoughts are with the people of Ukraine Football of course taking a back seat But he has asked UEFA for help with a potential fixture crisis uh, When it comes to June Obviously secondary to the, the situation in, in Ukraine uh, All our thoughts are with the, the Ukrainian people at this moment in time And, and hope, hopefully we can get a quick resolution to the, the terrible situation there I mean, It's difficult because for the last four months I've been thinking about Ukraine, uh, Wales and Austria And obviously Poland have come onto the scene late I have to use this as a preparation for, for potentially a playoff semi-final and final in, in June Four Nations League games are also scheduled in there's no way that we can play six games, so we need a little bit of help from from UEFA on that on that matter. But this camp is is for us just to fine tune. We want to continue that momentum, so I'll use it as a chance to look at one or two things for what we might do in June. I, I just hope and pray that we get a chance to play against Ukraine in the, in the semi final. They deserve it, and I, I think every, the world deserves that game to go ahead. So. Hopefully, hopefully it does happen. Yeah, we'll get into some of the names included and excluded, Roger. But on a bigger picture, um, we're playing Poland and then Austria or Wales in a friendly. Now, depending on on what happens in their playoff, and it is going to be. And again, I'm going to throw that disclaimer in. I know this is not the most important thing in the world, but as a football show, we look at it through that lens. June sounds like a bit of a logistical headache at the moment. Right, I like Steve Clark. He's doing an excellent job as Scotland manager He took us to the Euros He might take us to the World Cup But I'm going to disagree with Steve Clark tonight um, and it's not His phrase, it was your phrase Fixture crisis It's not a crisis yeah, but I, I, you know what? It's, I, not, it's not a crisis It's not even a log jam It is what it is 
If Scotland need to play six games in June, go ahead and play six games in June. Can I just fast forward to November and December? See if Scotland are asked to play six games in Qatar in November we'll and December. That, right. I'll tell you what, they'll take that then. So there's a lot of bad things happening in the world just now. Ah, but don't do that to me. No, don't no, compare no, it to no, that because no, 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 no one's no. suggesting that playing, it's as bad as that. Playing six games of football mm-hmm. in June, just get on with it. If it means we get to the World Cup, great. If it means we play Ukraine and Ukraine are free to play us twice, once in a World Cup qualifier and once in a Nations League, fantastic. Let's just get on and play the football. Uh, what do you make of this then? That friendly with Poland, does it seem like a... Again, trying to make the best of a, a bad situation, trying to yeah, get game. some money raised. Of course, they were due to play Russia. Yeah. So for and, obvious and reasons, listen, that's not happening. Well done to the SFA and to the Polish FA. I think the English and the and is it the Swiss and Ivory Coast next week are doing the same in two games at Wembley. They're trying to raise money for very good causes for the UNICEF humanitarian effort in Ukraine. Um, they've limited the ticket prices, I think, to £20 for supporters club members, £25 for the general public, £5 are for kids, £10 from each of those ticket sales will go to the UNICEF humanitarian effort. It is only a friendly, but the Poles are going to take it seriously because it's their warm-up game before a World Cup playoff final against Sweden or the Czech Republic. You may well see Robert Lewandowski at Hamden. You may well see some other top players at Hamden. You'll see Scotland, who have got some mm. top players of their own at Hamden. So it'd be great if we can get a big crowd next Thursday night at Hamden, make some important money for a very, very good cause. And it would be nice, you know, I heard one of the questions on Beat the Pundit last night. The last team to beat Scotland? Poland. No, De- <laughs> Denmark. Long time ago, Daz. And that just shows you the strides that yep. are being made under Steve Clark. So let's go, let's hope. It's only two friendlies. Let's hope that unbeaten run can be extended against the Poles and either Austria or Wales. <laughs> and let's get us into good shape for... However many games it is in June Who cares So squad announced today then Craig Gordon David Marshall So familiar names Although David Marshall Had been out of recent squads He's back Liam Kelly gets the nod As the other goalie Grant Hanley Jack Hendry Scott McKenna Stephen O'Donnell Nathan Patterson Andy Robertson Kieran Tierney Greg Taylor All very familiar The standout name Aaron Hickey Called up for the first time The Bologna youngster Former Hearts In terms of midfield Again no real surprises Stuart Armstrong Lewis Ferguson Billy Gilmore John McGinn Callum McGregor Kenny McLean Scott McTominay Ryan Jack is back After a long time out injured And in attack Shea Adams Lyndon Dykes Ryan Christie Jacob Brown So are you agreeing or disagree With what Stevie Clark's picked Greg is in Stirling What stands out Greg Is it Aaron Hickey Is it as obvious as that? Pretty much Yeah Gordon To be honest with you hey, Hello panel Hi, Hi Greg. Greg Are you happy with that inclusion then? Oh, 100%. I tried to get through last week, actually, it must have just been too busy, uh, to say that I believe, or I believed rather, that's what he was holding out for. I mean, I was hearing callers coming on saying he's, he's, he's shameful, he doesn't want to represent Scotland. I, I didn't believe that for one second. I, I mean, I, I see the argument they're coming up the ranks and stuff, but I just think in his mind he was thinking, well, I've had a good season with Bologna, I'm, I'm playing well, I'm good enough to play with the senior squad. And uh, I'm going to I'm going to hold out for that. So obviously that's what's transpired. And I'm for one, I'm personally happy for him and uh, for Scotland. And uh, I, I just wondered if the, if the panel uh, agreed with that. Basically, that uh, that's what he was holding out for. Gordon, yeah. if if you were to come up with a list of people who had a lot of support to be included in squads and haven't made it, it was always Aaron Hickey in recent mm-hmm. times. He's eventually got in. What do you make of it? I think it's uh, it's a good choice, Gordon. Um, I I hope the lad gets a bit of game time to see what he does in the international scene. 
I watched him at Hearts and was always impressed with him. Not seen a lot of him since he's moved to Italy, but the reports he's playing very well indeed. Um, he can play, I'm right in saying he can play left side or right side. Yeah, he's, which, he's right footed, he plays on the left yeah. and has played a couple of times semi recently. Which, which I think is a, a massive plus if you're a manager. Uh, comfortable both wings uh, as a full back or a wing back, whatever uh, Steve Clark decides to go with. But no, I, I'm not one of these. I'll look at him and think, well, he should have represented the under 21s, worked his way up. See, the boy's good enough to be in the full international squad. Steve Clark thinks he is, and amongst which uh, he's picked. And I think that's a very good uh, squad. He's kept the nucleus of that together. David Marshall came in. Uh, it's great to see for him because he's played such a big part uh, in recent times. I just think it's a great uh, introduction for a lad and I hope he does very well because he is a talented player. What's the purpose of under-21 football, Daz? The, the purpose is to prepare younger players for the later stages of the career. Look at the squad, the under-21 squad. I think they've got games against Turkey at Tynecastle and then away in Kazakhstan at the end of the month. And it's got guys in it, young lads like Harrison Ashby, very promising young defender at West Ham. Hardly seen any first-team football at West Ham Plays in the under-23s, occasionally he's in the bench I think he's played a couple of Europa League games under David Moyes And going with Scotland under-21s helps develop him Because he plays against the elite of his own age and things mm-hmm. like that And you can extend that Lewis Mayo on loan at Thistle from Rangers this season Is in the squad and it will help him Aaron Hickey doesn't need that step in his career Because from the age of whatever he was, 18 He's been playing regularly in Serie A So a great statistic Yesterday or this morning In Europe's top five leagues The glamorous ones The expensive mm-hmm. ones There's not a teenager Has played more minutes This season Than Aaron Hickey That's where he's doing His development Doesn't need to play For Scotland under 21s And he's doing so well Developing at Bologna Against Inter Milan And AC Milan And Juventus And Roma He's doing so well That he's now in the senior mm-hmm. team And that's what we want The more guys Like Billy Gilmer Like Nathan Patterson Now like Aaron Hickey that we can get into that Scotland team at 19, 20, 21 Who don't have to take the step to the 21s That's better for us To be fair, the, the argument or the debate Could have played out differently in the last week If Scott Gemmell hadn't given the impression That this was just a snub Did, did Stevie Clark tell Scott Gemmell He was going to be in the A squad You know, Could this not have been explained in a different way Which would have stopped so much of the the finger pointing if you like if, if Aaron Hickey isn't in the 21s Because he's in the A squad Then of course Who's going to argue with that But when Scott Gemmell says Yeah you know We've asked the question to Aaron And it doesn't look like He's he's changed his mind That is, is obvious That people are going to Question the commitment On the back of that Oh, You can question his commitment Because well, he's, well, he's, he's, well, he's committed to People can though And did them saying he's, Well You know There's a different thing Questioning commitment to Scotland And questioning commitment to Scotland Under 21s um, he's been called up once for his nation And he's answered the call And he'll probably make his debut next week against Poland um, Aaron Hickey's development To get to the stage where Steve Clark Has selected him His development has been Superior By sticking to club football with Bologna And playing at a higher level Than it would have been going to the 21s And flying all around and risking injury Playing for Scotland under 21s I think Aaron Hickey has been correct no, In the decisions again, I, that he's been taking I think you, you've just gone back to the argument that you you explained a few moments ago that that's not what I'm suggesting I know, here. I, but I don't think we should be accusing him of being unpatriotic because I know, I know, I know. he chose not to go and I know play that, for the 21s. I know that we're now again we're now going over it for the third time. But what caused that last week 
Is because it's The explanation from Scott Gemmell D- Did he know at that time That he was going to be in the A squad Because of course If you're getting an A squad call up You're obviously not going to be In the 21s Joined up thinking At the SAFA gun Well That's what I'm asking Miscommunication I think That sounds like to me um, I agree with Roger And his points He's making about Hickey I'm delighted to see him In the full squad I think he'll be a big plus to us um, and I'm looking forward to the lad playing Greg do you think you'll see some game time How do you see him fitting in in the next couple of friendlies I think he'll certainly get some some game time But to be honest even if he doesn't uh, Just to be in the, around the setup, Around the uh, senior players you know, World class players Some of them Tierney, Robertson uh, I think it's going to be good for him Really good for him But um, game time I, I reckon he will get some game time uh, but like I say, either way, I think just to part the setup, I think it's going to be a a, a a good learning curve for them and uh, uh, positive for us for, for Scotland uh, and also for him. Yeah, I mean Roger. Again, it, it depends. We need to learn what Stevie Clark thinks. Is it is he an option on on the right hand side where Nathan Patterson is getting even less football, much less football than he got at Rangers, which might not have seemed possible. Stephen O'Donnell probably by his own admission. Not in sparkling form for Motherwell, albeit has done a very good turn for Scotland. Is that where you see him fitting in, or is he going to have to deal with the pecking order of Robertson and Tierney and, and fitting on the left? I, I think he would probably fit in in the right because when Steve Clark comes to list his team, and we're assuming, you know, he, he's going with that three at the back. Um, the first name in the team sheet will be that of the captain, Andy Robertson, at left wing back. So that immediately rules out Aaron Hickey from playing left wing back, where he plays for his club. So I would imagine he would be an option on the right-hand side. Uh, Nathan Patterson and Stephen O'Donnell have both done very well, but they're experiencing issues at club level. Nathan Patterson was signed by Rafa Benitez, was very quickly sacked. Um, he hasn't seen a lot of game time. 45 minutes, I think, of first-team game time under Frank Lampard. Everton are in crisis. They're in free fall. You couldn't rule out a relegation for the first time since, I think, 1951. That's how bad things are down at Goodison Park. So Nathan's having a, a difficult time down there. Stephen O'Donnell, as you said, a difficult time. I was surprised on Sunday, very big game for Motherwell, home to Hibs in the Scottish Cup, mm. and he wasn't in the starting lineup. That surprised me. So it wouldn't surprise me to see Robertson at left wing back, Hickey at right wing back against the Poles. Here is what Stevie Clark had to say on Aaron Hickey, since he's the name on everyone's lips. I would think if you look at the the course of the season and the way Aaron's played for, for Bologna over the course of the season. He's one of the, the standout young players in European football at the moment. It's a chance for me to bring him into the squad, have a look at him, compare him to people that are in the squad. Uh, he's competition, if you like, and he's got he's got hefty competition in front of him. So it's a, it's a chance for me to have a look at Aaron up close. There we are. That's the thoughts of Stevie Clark. Get yours in 01419511025 if you've any thoughts on that Scotland squad. Who's in, who's out, what the next few weeks will look like. We'll take them. If you'd rather go back to the domestic stuff and the title race and European football, whatever it is on your mind, we'll do that as well. Give us a call right now and you could be up next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 01419511025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here It's time for them to team up on this full-time teaser It's full-time at Clyde1.com If you want to hear your questions used That's the address you need And you can get a pen and paper And give a go to this one Since 1990 11 men who previously played for Man City Or Man United Have managed a current Scottish Premiership team 
So since 1990 uh, 10, sorry, it's 10, my apologies Since 1990, 10 men who previously played for Man City or Man United Have managed a current Scottish Premiership team <laughs> Like that? I it's do. A good, it's a good question. I do like that, but I don't know where I'm going. Any of the that. answers. Yeah. So, for instance, you're close, but Wraith aren't a Premiership there team. There wasn't Premiership. Yeah. So John it, Smith sent the question. In. John Smith sent the question, and he actually um, he had you in the initial list, but I've trimmed it. I've trimmed it down a wee bit to make how, it. How about Steve Lomas, Man City and St Brilliant. Johnson? Brilliant. Well done. Yeah. Uh, Any similar ones? Man United. Come on. Um, so since 1990 10 men have previously played for Man City Or Man United And managed a current Scottish Premiership team Like Steve Lomas Played for oh, City um, Gordon, Gordon mm. Exactly An easy one Played for Man United Managed Celtic Since Lou McCarry Same yeah. Working as Gordon Celt- Strachan Celtic and Manchester United okay, yeah, You've got the bit between your teeth now We'll leave it there Let's bring in Ross Who's a Hearts fan In East Kilbride Aaron Hickey on your mind by any chance, Ross, with your Hearts link? Yeah, with with my Hearts connections. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a I'm a Hearts fan, but I'm also I also um, help run a, a Juventus fan club as well right, uh, okay. in Scotland as well. So, but um, it's just you know Hickey making the decision to actually go to Italy in the first place is fantastic and a great career move for him. Um, I've watched him this season. I've seen the goals he scored. He scored. He's actually scored six goals this year, and um, five of them have been with his right foot. Which, for everyone that would see him as being a left back, he's very versatile. He can play all across. He's actually been playing as a a left wing back on, and sometimes a right wing back. So he can be played right across. I don't. I don't understand in the in the squad why we've got Greg Taylor there as well, and Robertson and Tierney. And we keep doing things like that. The other point to that was I was going to ask as well why players that um, that are at Hearts just now that are doing well, guys that have been Scotland um, in Scotland teams before, like Barry Mackay and Stephen Kingsley, why they're not even being considered? Um, because this is a friendly. We should be trying out players rather than just um, players that um, are, are always there, you know, squad players who never get a game. I don't understand why we're not, why Stevie Clark doesn't actually just take the gamble of actually trying players and seeing that, you know, Kingsley played for Scotland before he came to, he did, yeah. Um, before he came to Hearts, you know. Is, is he not in that unfortunate area as well though, Ross, where he's exactly like Kieran Tierney, you know, sort of left back, but could play centre back, Andy Robertson's there as well. And and that is Aaron Hickey's b- best side of the pitch. Is that maybe what's going against him? No, well, Hickey could actually play in the right because, as I say, it, it, it's, what's that word to say? Like ambidextrous, you can play with both hands. Obviously, that is, but like with both feet, um, he's very much mm-hmm. a two-footed player. He can play. He's good with either his left or his right. More he's actually more his right. Oh no, of course. Listen, I get, I get that, and he is. He's very good. I just mean. He plays more games on the left than he does on the right. But Roger, what do you think of Ross's general uh, point uh, about maybe listen, are you disappointed it's not more experimental or do you get it? I get it. We don't need to be experimental because in Scotland terms, this is a successful squad. This squad qualified for the European Championship finals. This squad is qualified for a World Cup playoff. Um Steve Clark has very carefully and meticulously put this squad together. 
And I don't think he sees the need to experiment. Somebody was saying to me this morning, be interesting to see if he throws in another striker because Kevin Nisbet's yeah. not there. You know, someone like Ross Stewart at Sunderland, 20 goals, the Highland Drogba, they call him now down there. I think it's no. Loch Ness Drogba, isn't it? Is, is, is that the same, yeah. is it? Well, where, where, where's Loch Ness in the Highland? Oh, yeah. still. Aye. So, but no, he's not <laughs> in. I wonder, you know, John Souter and Liam Cooper are missing mm. through injury. I wonder if there might have been a Ryan Porteous or a Craig Halkett, but or, no, a, Stephen or a Stephen Kingsley, but no, and you can you can mm. you can see why not. You know, David Marshall was back in, but he was one of the tried yeah. and trusted. Ryan Jack's back in, one of the tried and trusted. Hickey's in. I don't think anyone would quarrel about Ryan Hickey's Jack's inclusion. Back. Yeah, and the only other ones you would have looked at, uh, I think Tony Ralston is a victim of Hickey coming in. If you know what I mean, mm-hmm. um, Ryan Fraser is a victim of being a little bit silly the last time and pulling out. And the only other one you would have thought perhaps would have been James Forrest, but he has been in and out of the Celtic side. He has been struggling for form. I think an on-form James Forrest is in. I think he was the one that's maybe a mm. wee bit unfortunate not to well, be Let's just hear a bit on that, because Ryan Fraser did pull out of a Scotland squad. He then trained with Newcastle the next day. It looked like that was, well, not the end of the road, but it didn't go down well, obviously. He hadn't been in squads after that. He's in good form at Newcastle. Uh, but Stevie Clark says he has apologised um, but you know, although he's not been picked this time, he can be recalled in the future. I had a chat with Ryan. Uh, obviously, there was a situation in November where, where Ryan didn't come with the squad, but trained with his club. Uh, Ryan has apologised for that situation. Uh, I had a good chat with him. I decided not to pick him in this camp, uh, and we've agreed that Ryan's club form going forward will determine whether he's he's involved in the next camps. Uh, the next camps coming up. So basically, it's down to Ryan and how he plays for his club. Stevie Clark's sort of earned the right to pick who he wants at the moment, yeah. Roger, because of where we're at. But for the purposes of debate, what do you make of that? Because the door's not closed to, to Ryan Fraser. It sounds like they've they've made up to an extent. And Stevie Clark says it, his form will dictate whether he gets in the squad or not. But his form's pretty good. His form's better now than it's been for a long time. Yeah, but, but Steve Clark, as you say, has earned the right to make the decisions. And I think Steve Clark is flexing a little bit of muscle here. Um, you could say he's punishing. Ryan Fraser mm. By leaving him out But what he's also doing is He's laying out a marker To the rest of the squad That If you decide That you don't fancy it For a game or two And you just want to get back To your club And you know You, you have me with some old story That you, you know You're needing treatment Then don't expect to be picked The next time So I fully expect Ryan Fraser will be picked The next time He's a very good player He's playing really well For Newcastle In the English Premier League He's been key to Eddie Howe Leading them away From the relegation fight He will play for Scotland again I think it's good management Roger yeah. I really do I think Stevie Clark's Well within his rights To do what he's doing We all agree Ryan Fraser Is a very good footballer And you're right What you're saying Gordon About Newcastle And the form that he's in But I think that Steve Clark That Roger quite rightly says He's putting down a marker there Listen This is a squad You want to be a part of it You need to turn up At every training session If you're fit You need to turn up At the games You need to make yourself um, You know Available to play And I think that's a very Very good piece of management By Steve Clark Xander Clark's been injured Which obviously hasn't helped Is Liam Kelly Is he in the driving seat For that Future Goalkeeping slot Because we know how good Gordon is David Marshall should never buy another drink in Scotland again after that night in Belgrade, but they can't go on forever. And he's sort of chopped and changed Kelly and Clark to try and find the next step. Yeah, and you can throw John McLaughlin into the argument as well. For me, Kelly is the form goalkeeper. I think 
Craig Gordon is outstanding He's the clear number one in my mind David Marshall is the clear number two in my mind um, And it's then just who you pick next We've seen Sander Clark can be in great form John McLaughlin can play well Ke- Kelly's the guy in form just now Kelly deserves to be in the squad Let's bring in Adam and Eagleshoom And get his take on things Adam Hi there, hi I just wanted Hello. to make a point about uh, Fraser I totally take on board what the guys are saying about Steve Clark has earned the right to make that decision But I just wanted to throw maybe the alternative out That he is the coach of Scotland And he should be doing what's right for Scotland And if we've got a player playing really well in the English Premier League Then surely he's got to make the decision for the country And not for his own sort of ego maybe Like I don't know, I just sort of think Ryan Fraser's playing really, really well. Um, so why shouldn't he be picked? Yeah, but you can you can flip the coin and say that so far Scotland are playing very well without Ryan Fraser. So the manager's got it right. I think that's good management in the sense that he sat down, he's had a chat with Ryan Fraser. Ryan Fraser probably knows, look, you know, I'll apologise for that. I think I was wrong and he's been man enough to do that. Ryan Fraser will be in future Scotland squads, but just now it's not all about Ryan Fraser. There's a good blend there. There's a, Everybody talks about the team spirit that Scotland's got. Steve Clark wants that from everyone. He wants everybody to be committed to that, and he's, he's quite right in doing that because he's worked very hard at it. He's got a great bunch of lads there that are willing to you know run through brick walls for him and, and play very well for our country and try and take, it, uh, take, take them going forward. So as much as I, I, I understand what Adam's saying there about Ryan Fraser, because he is a good player and he is in good form, we're, we're doing okay without Ryan Fraser. But I think Ryan Fraser added to the squad as a plus, and he will get added. But I'm quite happy with the way Steve Clark's going about his business. Yeah, and, and Adam says you pick the best players. Um, no, you do what's best for the team. Um, there have been plenty of managers over the years have picked a team and left out an individual for team purposes. And I think that's a, I genuinely think he's laying down a marker through the rest of the squad here. It would have been fascinating had these been the two qualifiers, had it been Ukraine and then a playoff final, you might have found Ryan mm. Fraser might well have been in. It's, it's easier this time to leave him out because sure. it's two friendlies. And it sends out a message, not just to Ryan Fraser, but to everyone. Not buying that, Adam? Well, if I could just throw Chuck Nelson at them then on that note, if we're not choosing the best players, we're choosing the best team. If you think back to the tournament we had, and we chose a young player who had played five games for his squad at Chelsea at the time. I think he played five games. And at the time, everyone came on the show saying, it's great, we're choosing the best players. It was nothing about the squad back then and who's the best fit. It was, no, we want people that are playing in the Premier League surrounded by great players. So why has it changed for Ryan Fraser? Well, we're, the team's in a much better place than it was then though, isn't it? Has Stevie Clark not earned the right to... It's not a drastic call, as Roger says, because it's a friendly. This is a team that's not lost in ages, just come off the back of a, a good campaign. Has he not sort of earned that earned that right to try and, and lay down a bit of a marker? Well, yeah, I, I guess so. I guess so. I just... I don't know. I, I just think, you know, I'm happy for the coach to go ahead and play the best players, but I, I just... I just think that we've, we've we've not got one of our best players And uh, that's where I'm feeling at the moment Okay, Adam, nice to speak to you That was Adam in Eaglesham How are you doing on this teaser? I'll take a couple more quickly I can only come up with one Was Tommy Wright at Manchester City as a goalkeeper? He was And of course, Manny St Johnson Kelly, but St Johnson, the mm. top flight team One more from you, Roger What about Steve Patterson? Man United and uh, went to manage Aberdeen Brilliant 
Yes, well what done. What a super shoot. one, two, three, four, five to go. One more, maybe. Got another name for us? Mm. Nah. All right, we'll get back to that. Let me tell you about this. This is important. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Golden goals. We are so close to £20,000 on Super Scoreboard's Golden Goals. Remember, every time Celtic or Rangers score a goal, we throw at least £250 into the cash total, and one person wins the lot at the end of the season. So we're now sitting at £19,000. It's going to be even more than that very soon because they're both in action in the Premiership this weekend before we even get to that Rangers playing Europe as well so if you want to win you have to enter by texting GOAL to 61025 G-O-A-L to 61025 £2 to text plus your standard message rate over 18s only and the full terms and online entry are at Clyde1.com Lines close 6pm Saturday the 21st of May so if you like the sound of it text GOAL to 61025 right now Number 1 for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are into the final part the home stretch not only the home stretch of the show the home stretch of your 50s Oh, it's been a long 59 years you're looking <laughs> wary I must admit I don't know if it's the show that's grinding you down tonight after your beat the pundit defeat let's see if we can cheer you up right. on the full time teaser John Smith sent an email in fulltime at clyde1.com Saying since 1990 uh, 10 men have previously played for Man City Or Man United And they've managed a current Scottish Premiership team So guys like Steve Lomas played for City Manny St Johnson Lou McCarry United and Celtic Gordon Strachan the same uh, Steve Patterson United and Aberdeen Tommy Wright played for City Managed St Johnson Yeah Alan Kernigan uh, Played for Manchester City uh-huh. And managed Livingston Dundee managed Is that well, not No, no. I think, uh, You might be right Anyway he's, he's there He was number two At the Allen Press And yeah. I never think about it Sorry my apologies But we got it right didn't we We got it now What about Gordon McQueen No Oh that was a good shout Oh Oh, oh I was going to see Jimmy Nicole But it's not He's pal What about Joe Jordan at Hearts Yes Joe Jordan Played for United Managed Hearts the only other one we couldn't quite make our mind up Did Neil Lennon ever play a senior game for Man City? He did Neil Lennon Well done, Neil Lennon Okay, well, you've only got two to get uh, One is Yeah, oh. well I, I wouldn't give you too many clues at the moment Let's bring in Ryan in Glasgow And see what's on his mind tonight Ryan Hi, how's it going? Hi guys, how's it going? Good, Hi, Ryan. I just want to bring up the point I'm quite happy with the, the team Steve Fox uh, brought out from Scotland um, as a Rangers fan, I'm quite glad to see Ryan Jack back in that kind of mix. Um, obviously, it's clear as day since he came back from injury from Rangers that he's been a, a bright player in the midfield for us. Um, I'm just kind of, well, I'm not worried as such, because obviously, any player can get injured while training for the international team and then ended up affecting the club um, in a way. But I'm just kind of, I'm really hoping that Ryan Jack doesn't pick up any sort of kind of knock. Obviously, he is very injury prone. Um, so I just don't want him Being affected for the rest of the kind of, well, Those seasons and next season for Rangers basically Aye. Yeah. yeah I mean Roger is an interesting one He was so instrumental in getting us to the Euros Then missed out And then Billy Gilmore emerged And since then Gilmore and McGregor have been fantastic together But you'd still rather have, have Ryan Jack as an option for sure Absolutely is Ryan. I, think, I think Steve Clark would as well um, You go by Rangers playing the Maracanã in Belgrade on Thursday night 
And you think back to that stadium the night that's remembered for David Marshall's penalty save and for Yes Sir I Can Boogie. But if you go back to the actual game, Ryan Jack was tremendous for Scotland. And I think um, Billy Gilmer's having a, a bit of a difficult time at Norwich at the minute. He's been in and out of the team. They're struggling for results. Uh, I would think if the World Cup playoffs were now, I think it'd be Ryan Jack and Callum McGregor. Instead of Billy Gilmore? Yeah. Wow. That's a big shout. There's some competition. I mean, I get the whole Norwich thing, but it feels like he's man of the match every game he plays for Scotland. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, it's a fantastic headache for the manager, Steve Clark, to have because you've got that midfield is full of abundance of talent, Gordon. And Ryan Jack, back to his best, just adds to that. He's been terrific for Rangers. I understand mm. what Ryan's saying there. It's a concern for every manager that sends the yeah. players away in international duty. It, it does seem a bit different with Ryan Jack, though, doesn't yeah, it? Given that he just can't, he can't seem to get and a, he's, real, a real run but, of... But the difference is he's not played a lot of football, so it's a sort of a situation where you're thinking, right, OK... Do we get more games into him now? We keep him going, get his fitness really up to, to the sharpness that he's looking for, which probably he's not far away from that because he missed a lot of football, Gordon. He's missed a lot of games, but hopefully they can just nurse him through that for the sake of Rangers because he's a massive player for Rangers, there's no doubt of that. It's an interesting one, Roger, because international friendlies or meaningless friendlies are kind of a thing of the past now because yeah. Yeah, the, the Nations League, League has yeah. been introduced so there isn't really such a thing as you know a, a non-important international match that you'll obviously get a couple I do wonder what the desire partly from the players but maybe from the parent clubs as well we keep saying this is the business end of the season this isn't the same as going away and playing a World Cup no, playoff, I, I, you know, it is a friendly. I noticed Mark Warburton saying, oh, "Hold on a minute, yeah, Lyndon Dykes has been named. He ain't fit to be in that yeah. squad." I do wonder what, what the fact that it is a friendly, the, the impact that'll yeah, have. And I think you'll find over the two games, I think there's, there's 24 players lined up today. I think you'll see the vast majority of them, if not all of them, getting game getting time. Game time. I, I think mm. it's inconceivable to think an Andy Robertson. Or a Scott McTominay Play 180 minutes Or Callum McGregor Play 180 yeah. minutes It just won't happen How important Is Ryan Jack Going to be for Rangers the rest of this season Ryan? Oh Hugely important Since he came back From injury He's been phenomenal um, He basically He's only had to really Fight for his position Back in the team Since he came back I think the first game back He was phenomenal So Obviously for Into the run He's going to be Really really important I think Especially for the whole home games and also the Scottish Cup semi-final now as well. Um, he's experienced against playing against Celtic. He scored against Celtic. You know, he's just that midfielder that Rangers really, really need. As much as we've got midfielders in Aribo and Kamara, John Lundstrom, etc. You know, Ryan Jack's a, a standout, and obviously he's going to he will really benefit Scotland when it comes to it. Um, but obviously, as as a Rangers fan, I'm going to be concerned if he does pick up a you know, not even in a game, but you know, in the camp itself. Can you see him getting back in in front of either Billy Gilmore or Callum McGregor and, and being a first pick for Scotland soon? Um, I think so. I think if he was to get given the chance, even if it was 45 minutes or so, I think you'd be able to see his ability. Steve Clark would be able to see his ability. I think Billy, also, Billy Gilmore is a phenomenal player as well, and so is Callum McGregor. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to. Steve Clark has got to catch his head and think about it quite a lot. Um, but if he, if he gets his chance to kind of show. What Scotland have been missing over what Billy Gilmore provides, then mm-hmm. I don't see why he can't start for Scotland. It's nice to have them all. Thank you, Ryan. 
in Glasgow not actually Ryan Jack phoning to bum mm. himself up I assume yeah. a different Ryan thank you <laughs> uh, Ryan it was nice to speak to you um, and we're set up for a, it's another cracking week Gordon we're now only mm-hmm. you know, it's 8 o'clock Tuesday night we would usually have had a bit more of an in-depth preview of a, a Europa League uh, second leg between Red Star Belgrade and Rangers that's not far away going to be a cracker Wait Andrew for- McLean is in Belgrade by now I think he'll bring us yeah. up to speed on everything tomorrow I think I think everyone concerned by Rangers will be looking forward to it Gordon a healthy lead obviously uh, firm favourites to see the tie out um, I think it'll be a hard game I think obviously their their home advantage they will score I think they've got the ability to score of that there's no doubt but I think because of the fact that the, where the scoreline is they'll have to come out to Rangers they'll leave gaps and Rangers will certainly score as well so for me it will be difficult still let's not get carried away but I think Rangers will do enough OK let's finish with the answers to this teaser since 1990 10 men have previously played for Man City or Man United and managed the current Scottish Premiership team guys like Joe Jordan Alan Kernighan, Neil Lennon, Steve Lomas, Lou McCarry, Steve Patterson, Gordon Strachan and Tommy Wright. You struggling, Roger? Trying to think. What about well, some of these Motherwell managers? What no. Are, no. No Motherwell? No. Let's cross them off. Aberdeen? No. From I, a, no, I've crossed that off Aberdeen. From a managerial perspective, one of them is obvious, if you like. This guy's a big manager up here. Not in height, in contribution to the game. Wow Big manager up here Trophy winner Absolutely Oh Martin O'Neill Yes Martin oh, O'Neill Played for Man City, City. Forest. Of course he did I, I could never have told you that yeah. And I know Martin well Do you? Yeah yeah. I sat and had a chat with him At the hotel Remember I told you Told you that so Saturday You spent one hour with him At no, some point uh, in the mid 90s right. yeah. um, right, Last one quickly Played for City in 1983 Probably the same oh, time uh, as you I said to him at the break He's yeah. not Who Scottish He's City? not Scottish That doesn't make any difference I know Still played with him at City No but you asked during the break The Scottish ones oh, I heard well. you okay. um, He was a significant manager For the team that Celtic knocked out of the cup last night And the cup is important Dundee United Ivan Golak Ivan Golak Did you play with him at City? No, I, d- I don't think I did, no, no. Alright, well, he's the answer uh, Thank you Roger and Gordon Busy week coming up tomorrow We will be live in Belgrade Looking forward to Red Star against Rangers And I'm sure Scottish football Will throw up some other talking points as well So make sure you join us then And Callum Gallagher is up next Happy birthday guys. Oh yes, happy birthday when it comes Thank you